0: Hello, and welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. Today's conversation with Jess DeRose is one for the books. Um, She's a truly phenomenal woman who has done so many different things, but ultimately is still working on her way to ultimate success, though by many standards, she is already there. Um, and she is here to spill all of her secrets and share about her journey. So as a former celebrity personal trainer and elementary school teacher, I know what you're thinking, those don't necessarily go together, but she will explain how, just turned her once cute side hustle into a multi-million dollar business in just 18 months. Since leaving her teaching job in 2017, she's hired a team of incredible heart-centered leaders, served hundreds of clients, and helped them generate over $11 million collectively in revenue. She is committed to helping 100 entrepreneurs create seven-figure impact-driven businesses, so she's got nine down and 91 to go. As a result of donations and the awareness she and her company, the Digital Business Evolution, have generated, Jess was able to fund the building of a school in Ghana with Pencils of Promise. The school opened in January of 2021 and is now home to over 150 students and local staff. Jess has been featured in The Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Yahoo Finance, The Today Show, Good Day New York, The New York Post, Shape Magazine, Well and Good, and now... Beyond Leadership Podcast. So without further ado, here is Just a Rose Glazer. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah May Chipczynski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, every week I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. Okay, Jess, welcome to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Sarah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to kick a Saturday morning off like this. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I was going over your bio and and some of the things that you've done over the past couple of years and I'm really excited for this conversation and and the direction that that it's going to go, which could go any number of ways. But to kick us off, why don't you tell me, tell the audience a little bit more about you?
1: Yeah. I'm Jess Glazer-DeRose. I'm the founder of Digital Business Evolution, and that is really like a business consulting company. So we help coaches and entrepreneurs build online businesses. We've been doing it for about five years, and um, I've had many, many different lives, like you said. So everything from doctor to physical therapy, been working in the fashion industry. Uh, I worked as an elementary school teacher for eight years, and I've had this different iteration of this business that you see today for 10 years. So I actually started online education and online coaching in 2012, and then in 2017, left my full-time teaching job to go all in on entrepreneurship. In 2020, we hired my husband. He came into the company with me. And now we have uh, a staff of uh, 14. I think there's 14 of us. Um, So that is what we do today. And we are bi-coastal. We live like snowbirds. So half the year in Arizona, half the year in New Jersey.
0: Oh, awesome, awesome. And congratulations on building up to 14. That's a huge accomplishment. Um, So I guess let's go back to when you were just building your business and working full-time.
1: Yeah.
0: Because you were doing both at the same time. And I I know from my experience that it can be time-consuming, we'll say. <laughs> um, never seems like there's enough time. So I'm curious, how did you manage to build and scale while still working a full-time job?
1: So I'm not really sure that I did much building, or definitely there was no scaling happening. When I was working full-time, I had what I call a cute side hustle, which was bringing in anywhere from $79 to like maybe $1,000 a month. And I never had the intention to build a business. I never had the intention to leave my job to be an entrepreneur. At the time, honestly, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. I came from a family of traditional doctors, lawyers, accountants. And here I was working as a teacher, as well as a personal trainer and bartender. So the stuff that I was doing online was purely out of a selfish desire to fulfill my own time and my my own ego, right? I was a trainer in person. And so in 2012, I started doing bodybuilding competitions and I was living in New Jersey. My coach was in Massachusetts and I used to pay her to email me different like workout programs and macros. And that's when at the time I had been a trainer for 10 years already, I said, well, wait a minute, I can help people online too. So I just started reaching out to friends from high school and college who we didn't live in the same state anymore. And I was like, you know, if you want me to train you, I could do that via email. And so people were literally mailing me a check, like a $79 check in the mail. Uh, This was 2012 and I would write them workout plans via email. So it didn't, it, it didn't start as something that I was going to ever grow or scale. And so to answer your question, I think for me, you know, I got home from work at three twenty-five. I was an elementary school teacher, and my husband got home at nine. And so, from three twenty-five to nine o'clock, it was like, "What am I going to do with my time?" So, that's where it started. It didn't really focus much on building it or scaling it until I actually left my job in twenty seventeen, which we can talk about. And I did not leave because I had replaced my income. I wasn't even close. I mean, I was making, you know, fifty thousand dollars as a teacher and bringing in five hundred dollars a month in this side hustle. So. There wasn't, uh, it didn't make sense at the time for me to leave my job, but for where I was and what I wanted to do, I I had to leave. Now,
0: in your, in the notes that I took before we recorded this podcast episode, it said that you quit because you listened to a single podcast. I did. (laughs) Yeah. What in the world were you thinking?
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, there's a lot of different things here. So at the time I was a teacher for eight years. I was tenured. I had a great job, a seven minute commute to work. I loved what I did. I mean, I was an elementary school phys ed teacher. Like there's literally nothing better. And I was wildly unhappy. I was very unfulfilled. The last two or three years that I was working as a teacher, I just felt like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like the walls were, were caving in. And if you, you have a child, if you've been to an elementary school, Like the toilets are literally low. The desks are small. Like everything is very small, and I just felt every year that I was getting older, I was sort of shrinking and getting smaller. And I loved my job, and I acknowledged teachers, but for me, the consistency uh, year after year kind of felt like a a merry-go-round or a Ferris wheel. And for me, it was very boring. And looking back now, I know as I've learned more about myself many years later, I actually love inconsistency. I love uncertainty. So it makes sense. You know, we can't connect the dots looking forwards, but we can connect them looking backwards. That's Steve Jobs. And so looking back now, oh, of course, it felt like I couldn't breathe. I was so bored with the routine. It wasn't working for me. So at the time I had been listening to podcasts and I was deep in the world of personal development for probably about eight years at that point. And so I listened to podcasts all the time and I was driving to work. It was October of 2016. And this man was interviewing a woman and she was a teacher and she sold jewelry on Etsy. And like I said earlier, I was in the fashion industry for a while and that was accessories. So I too made my own accessories. I had my own accessory line that I was selling and I had all these little like side hustles. And so she wanted to go all in on her accessory line, but she was scared. She has summers off and a pension and benefits, right? Very much where I was living. And he said, if you quit and you give yourself a year to make it work on Etsy, what's the worst case scenario? So she responded with, well, I've been a teacher for 10 years. I could definitely get a job somewhere else. I'd probably just go back to teaching. And his answer is what changed our entire life. He said, oh, how does it feel to wake up every day and live in your worst case scenario? How does it feel to wake up every day and live in your worst case scenario? And so let me be clear that my life at the time was not my worst case scenario. It could be so much worse, but it was not even close to my best case scenario. And so that morning, I pulled over on the highway. I was hysterical crying. I texted my husband. I said, I can't do this anymore. And that night, we started talking about what would it look like if I quit? What was I going to do instead? How much money did we have you know, for runway? And by the time we came back from winter break a month and a half later, I walked into my principal's office on January 2nd of 2017, and I resigned.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. How
0: did that feel when you finally – made that call said it out loud
1: yeah it's interesting it was super empowering because it felt like for the first time I would have control over my schedule when I can take vacations how much money I can make right because when we go into a traditional job for me the board of education said this is how much money you can make it doesn't matter how hard you work or how much extra stuff you do like this is it this is your financial cap this is your thermostat here are your vacation days this is the amount of sick days which again, some people love that. So knowing yourself is really, really important. But for me, as soon as I said, I'm done, um, it was scary and I didn't have a plan. The plan was do whatever I have to do to make ends meet. The plan was literally take a job that I feel that I'm above or beyond. At the time I was like 32, I think, or 33. I mean, I was an adult. We had a house with a mortgage. So it was, I'm willing to do whatever it takes And I am okay with not knowing what this is even going to look like. Truthfully, when I left, I thought I was on the path to be like the next Jillian Michaels. I mean, that's really what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to be like a fitness TV personality or some sort of a fitness brand. I was competing. I was a trainer for celebrities. I was doing magazine stuff and TV stuff. And so that's what I thought it was going to be. if you told me then where I'd be sitting today, I would laugh in your face. (laughs) So, Walk me through the shift then.
0: I mean, you you go into this thinking that you're going to be a a celebrity fitness trainer and then, spoiler alert, you're not a celebrity fitness trainer.
1: (laughs) I was for many, many years and I was doing both for many years. So once I left my job in 2017, my husband and I actually moved to New York City. He was working there anyway, commuting every day. And for me, it made more sense being there just to be in the industry training celebrities, which I was already doing. Um, being on TV, having access to go to magazine, you know, where the magazine buildings and the publishers were. And so we moved to the city and I was grinding, like working 10, 12, 14 hour days, seven days a week. I was out of the house at five o'clock in the morning to train clients. On my lunch breaks, I was on the computer because I was still working with clients virtually. And I had started to back in 2014 work with a business coach. And so that sort of cute side hustle of let me email you a workout program had changed over the years to Selling ebooks and 12 week workout guides to hosting free and paid Facebook groups to hosting international retreats. And so it sort of evolved and there was a metamorphosis, more metamorphosis that had happened in that digital business, in that coaching business. And so both were happening where we were in New York, I was in person training people and I was online building my, my cute side hustle. And so in about two or three months after leaving my job, I took the online business to multiple six figures. Like as soon as I had the capacity and space to actually focus on it, it went from, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month to uh, thousands and thousands. And we were doing, like I said, multiple six figures about three months after I left.
0: Mm. So I guess my question then is what can you, what do you attribute it to? I mean, that's not, that's not a long timeline. Most of us, most starting out entrepreneurs think like, yeah, I'd love to make six figures. You know I'd like to I'd love to make my first million dollars in the next five years yeah. or ten years, or like maybe if it ever happens because
1: yeah.
0: for a lot of us, it is a cute side hustle,
1: yeah, sure. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of different things, and I have a very strong business philosophy. I am not about the anti-hustle culture. I hustle. I work really, really hard. A lot of us work really hard. And in fact, a lot of us work really hard and don't see results. So what's the difference? For me, it was, I hired my first business coach in 2014, and I've never not had one. So I was being coached. I was being mentored. I was in rooms that were stretching me. I was learning from people who had done it before. And so I didn't just leave my job and then spend more time doing the same thing I was doing. I was spending more intentional time doing things that were proven to work by other people. And I was sort of like testing out different methods in my business. I was testing out different strategies in my business based on what other people were doing. I also feel that I just had a lot of tools in my toolbox at that point. It was sort of like all the different industries I'd worked in, all the different jobs i had had, it kind of, the stars aligned at the moment for me to say, oh, wow, like I know how to do this and I've been doing this and I know how to do that. And also one of my mentors and, and dear friends, Chris, he had said to me many years ago, ego is your biggest overhead and ego will cost you everything. And so when I was able to remove my ego and say, I don't know, or I messed up, or can you help me? that's when I really started to see a lot of growth and if I look back to 2017 gosh there were nights you know three hours crying on the couch trying to figure out how to like build a website or um, struggling with something on tech but at that point I had already put about three or four years into into the learning curve I mean every day after school when I was a teacher from 330 till nine o'clock at night I was taking courses I was learning on YouTube I was googling I was figuring it out so, it was just years and years and years of this. What is seemingly looking like overnight success, and we joke all the time in our company that you know I've had this ten-year overnight success because that's what people think. But it was years of learning these different skills and messing up. I mean, the amount of times that I messed up or or invested money or didn't see the return or again crying nights on the couch, um, I had already put in three four years of those reps. And then to answer your question from before sort of when did the transition happen of me becoming a business coach, I think it was just a really natural progression that after a while, you know, building that business, scaling that business, starting to hire people and getting the results for myself over and over and over again, as well as for friends. What was happening was a lot of the friends in my in the fitness industry were asking me, like, what are you doing? Why are you on the computer? Can you help me? How are you making so much money? What like What is all this? What's Zoom, right? This is back in 2016, <laughs> 2017. And so just naturally, I started helping some of my friends totally for free. And there was a light bulb moment that had happened for me in November of 2018. A friend that I had been helping just sort of put together some business stuff online. She did her first launch. I worked, walked her through her launch and she had an $80,000 launch. And i had helped her for free. And I was like, huh, the teacher brain in me recognized that I had a curriculum, that I had a system, that it was, there was a way that I was doing things and the way that I was teaching things that was working. And so very slowly through 2018, 2019, I started to just bring clients in, bring friends in, slowly help them with their businesses. And by 2019, I was, I was still doing both fitness and business, and I was running both sides of that business. And it wasn't until the beginning of 2020 that I actually stopped uh, the training and the fitness stuff and just went all in on the business coaching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that timeline there,
0: was it a pandemic decision
1: no, or was no, 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 no. something that preceded that? No, no. I had my my last training session with a client in like, like Christmas of 2019. I was already going to leave. 2020, I let my uh, certifications expire for the first time in 18 years. Um, but that was all pre-pandemic. That was, you know, as of January 1. And I was doing both for about two years. I was doing business and fitness. And it just got to a place where after 18 years in the fitness industry, I, I had enough. You know, I never want to talk about squats again. <laughs> so it just made more sense. And I never want to
0: do them again. So
1: yeah. <laughs> It made sense for, for the journey that we were on. And just to put more of our energy and focus in helping our clients with businesses made more sense. So I
0: would love to talk a little bit more about how you started to build out your team. Yeah. And what, I guess, with everything that you had done in the past between the fashion industry and teaching and uh, training, what i guess how did you develop your leadership philosophy because you've talked about your business philosophy but your leadership philosophy and what does that look like now
1: as you continue to grow yeah oh gosh i'm just starting i'm just learning i'm just learning now the team and i learn together i don't i i don't know anything i'm just learning as i go you know of course i can listen to a lot of podcasts which i do and i read a ton of books which i do and i'm in high level mentorship and masterminds and i always look to my mentors for help on those things I feel very fortunate that my husband, who's now in the company with me, he came from, you know, 13 years of corporate experience. I've never had a corporate job a day in my life. So he's brought a lot of his uh, leadership and just managerial skills into the company. But it is a real time practice. I mean, it is so difficult. People don't realize, you know, being a business owner is one thing, being a content creator is one thing, being Someone who people follow is something. Being a leader is completely different. I mean, it is an absolutely—it's a skill unto itself. So, it's definitely a work in progress. Um, It's difficult conversations. It's really removing the ego, taking a look at yourself, detaching yourself from the business, detaching yourself from some of the relationships. I mean, the COO of our company, she's like family, but at the end of the day, she's a W two employee, and so there's that duality of like we're we're friends and you know, this is your job. And so things need to get done. So it's definitely a work in progress. Uh, Our philosophy on leadership is, is we're all always growing. We bring a ton of experts into the team. We just had a personality expert come in and we're always offering resources to our team as well. And we're just, we are all committed. Everybody on the team is committed to growth individually and committed to growth together as a team. And sometimes that requires, you know, super uncomfortable conversations, but going back to my first hire, I didn't know what I was doing at all, nor do I think it was, you know, the correct way to do something like hire someone. It certainly wasn't uh, checking all the boxes that we would be checking now as as we've grown and learned things. I think we all make mistakes at a point where you bring someone on and maybe you don't even have a contract and then it ends in a a sour way and you're like, oh man, I'm never going to make that mistake again. So there've been a lot of things like that that have come up over the years where it was like, whoops, I won't do that again. Um, and they're all cliche, right? Hire slow, fire fast. I've made that mistake a million times over on both ends. Um, so yeah, I think I think um, certainly it's just learning expectations equal experience and and what can we do sort of to slow down before we can speed up. Again, like super cliche, but I look back at some of my first hires and they were all also out of um, desperation right? You get to a place where you're like, I need help. And I'll take the first person that says they're interested. Mm -hmm. And that is not the best place to hire from. So really taking a proactive approach now to hiring, hiring for where we're going rather than where we're at is really important. What has been the most
0: surprising thing that you've learned or discovered as you've grown your team and grown this business?
1: Ooh, that's an interesting question. The most surprising thing. Again, it's just all the cliche stuff you hear. Um, When you get there, and I say there in quotes, however that might be for you, a certain amount of money, a certain number of clients, a certain number of you know number of team members. Whenever you get there, I promise you, you will move the finish line again, and nothing changes when you get there. And until I went through that by myself and I experienced it, I didn't really believe it, and that's why I'm saying it because like we've all heard it, but with all due respect, you know, living through it. I remember one of my coaches one time said, nothing is going to change. There's no parade when you hit a million dollars. Like when you get your first six figure month, when you hit your first six figure year, when you hit your first 10 K month, there's no like balloon party, the the nothing, nothing changes. So it's really interesting because when you go through it and you get there, hires, revenue, profits, you're kind of like, oh, Man, I knew that like there wasn't gonna be a parade, but like there's really not one. And like, can I throw learning-
0: myself one?
1: <laughs> right. And like learning the emotional intelligence, and that's been the the hardest, the biggest thing we've been working on, the team, myself, my husband for years. It's the emotional intelligence to sort of keep the neutrality, understanding there's no such thing as good or bad or high or low, right? And it's just kind of it just is, and these are the facts on the table. And actually moving the finish line is okay. And there's uh, an element that we've been working on of being present in in now, the present in the doing. And so over the years, I started to care less about where I'm going there and the journey, truly, and being more present to the the destination is in the doing. Like, this is it. This, this is the game. So yeah, I think a just even piece of advice there is really learning to love, learning to fall in love with the game and the whole process. And it's so cliche, right? And I don't mean trust the process, but if you can't fall in love with the process, I can promise you you're not going to be you know, happy when you get to the result because you're just going to keep moving that finish line. So, yeah, I think that's probably been the biggest lesson.
0: Mm.
1: I think the process is like a marriage in that
0: way. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it drives you freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to love it. You got to – and you're forced to to trust it and trust yeah. yourself in it and trust your ability to lead yourself yeah. through that process and through – the 10,000 changes that are going to pop up every day as an entrepreneur. (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about what you're working on right now.
1: Ooh, at this current moment that we're recording this, we have a couple different things going on. So we have our signature program. It's a 12-week group coaching program called Empower. We just graduated yesterday, our 15th class. So we've had over 500 students go through that program. Yeah, thank you those clients have generated over $11 million for themselves. Like it is just, it is the best. It's my most favorite thing that we have. So right now we're in run Runway getting ready to open up our 16th class. And so we have a couple different free masterclasses that are going on the team. We also just built out a really cool quiz. What's your coaching superpower? So we have that happening. Um, we onboarded two new team members last week. So we're getting them all settled into the team and we have a team retreat coming up. We do those, we try to do those quarterly where we do some like deep dive work together as well as fun and play. And then we have a retreat for our mastermind members coming up in October. So we're, we've got our hands in a lot of different things. And then in our personal life, like I said earlier, we snowbird between Arizona and New Jersey. So we're actually putting a bow on our time here and getting ready to head back to Arizona for the winter. Mm. Yeah.
0: Living in Wisconsin, Arizona in the winter sounds like not such (laughs) a terrible thing. (laughs) I don't know how you do it. Winter and I are not (laughs) friends.
1: Nope. (laughs) Nope. My, my family's here and that's the reason I stay. Yeah. That's why we came back here because our families are here, but, um, we enjoy Arizona for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. So when, when folks want to get in touch with you, if they're interested in the quiz or looking at what's involved with the mastermind or the, the 16th course you have coming up here, uh, how can they get in contact with you?
1: Sure. So the best place to find me is on Instagram. You can always send me a DM. It's at I am Jessica DeRose, D-E-R-O-S-E. And then the quiz is at jessicaderose.com slash quiz. And I'd love you to come take it. It's free. It takes about 60 seconds and you get to find out where your coaching superpower is. And we send you tons of resources and videos and trainings and all sorts of cool things to really help you harness your superpower.
0: All right. Well, we will be sure to link it in the show notes, and I know where I am headed immediately after we hang up this call. So, Jessica, it has been wonderful getting to know you over the past half hour. Um, do you have any last piece of advice you would like to leave the audience with?
1: Ooh, oh man, there's so many things I want to say. You know, we named the company the Digital Business Evolution because we're always evolving, and our businesses grow to the extent that we do, right? They are a reflection of us. What our businesses will also grow to the, the level of problems in which we are able to manage and handle. And so what my piece of advice would be is probably counterintuitive, focus less on your business, certainly on other people's businesses, and focus more on growing yourself. Investing in yourself, growing yourself, learning about yourself, becoming comfortable with yourself. The more you can focus on all of those things, the rest of it will just fall into place and just feel so much easier. I
0: love that. Well, thank you for joining the show today. I really appreciate this conversation and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe. And share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.